Hello, welcome to another installment of the Central American Group's podcast, in which experts discuss topics related to doing business in Costa Rica, El Salvador, and the rest of the region. Hello, welcome to another installation of the Central American Group series of podcasts. In these discussions, we speak with individuals that are either external to the Central American Group or involved in activities of the Central American Group. Today we have with us Miguel Flores and he's with Loginter or Logística Internacional, which is part of the Central American Group. Miguel, can you, hello, and can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes, uh, Stephen, always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, I've been uh, in this business since uh, 1985. Uh, I joined Loginter in 2008, so a couple of years uh, has been passing by, things go so quickly, but uh, here I'm saying hello to you uh, from Costa Rica, you know that I'm based in El Salvador, but I'm looking here because uh, very soon we're going to open the operation here in Costa Rica in this beautiful place, the Green Park. So greetings to everybody from Costa Rica. Well, thanks a lot. It uh, must be beautiful down there. Um, well, we have several questions that we'd like to ask you today, uh, having to do with the services that are offered by Loginter in both El Salvador and very shortly in Costa Rica. And could you tell us, let's talk about consolidation of cargo uh, under the international services law in El Salvador. Can you tell us what is a consolidation service uh, in, in, uh, under the international services law in, in El Salvador? Yes, exactly. Uh, this uh, law was especially designed uh, for uh, in El Salvador several years ago. It was almost in the beginning of, the, it was at the beginning of Loginter. And in this part specific of for consolidation, uh, this law allows to get cargo from in our facilities from different shippers that can that are, are actually manufacturing cargos in El Salvador. They bring it to our facility. We receive partial cargos from different vendors, and then as soon as we have enough cargo for filling a container, we do the consolidation and export the cargo. So this means it's going to be, even there are several vendors, they can use one single point of origin uh, to export their cargo. This increases the efficiency of the containers, so you don't have uh, lost the space of the containers. This figure um, it's, is to create uh, control as well over the cargo on behalf of the buyers, because once the cargo gets into our warehouse, we have the buyer has full control of the cargo and they are the ones deciding when and to where. Uh, ship these cargos. That's one of the parts of the of the of the idea. 
Also, we already have, for example, cases that we're going to call multi-country consolidation. This means that one buyer who is producing cargos in different or other countries in the region, for example, will say uh, Nicaragua, Honduras, or Guatemala, and they have an, a small cubic meters of cargo for one single consignee or one single destination, the law allows to send this cargo from different countries to our facility and then make the consolidation from long Inder and export the cargo to, to final destination. This model we already used it for one American company and uh, mainly for, for markets that are not typical for us, for example, Australia or um, emerging markets. Uh, this model uh, has been uh, proved, tested, and it makes sense to, to our customers. Also, uh, the law allows us to get cargo from local companies, from companies that are located in free zones or standalone regimes. So we can collect cargo from any uh, regimes that are actually uh, working in El Salvador. So that's the idea, generally speaking, of the consolidation services uh, under Loginter facility. What are the advantages of the consolidation services that take place under the international law of services in El Salvador? Uh, for example, uh, you can have one single shipper uh, sending cargos to multiple consignees uh, and they can send the cargo to our facility and then we segregate the cargo and we dispatch the cargo uh, based on the different POs that the vendor is producing. So he gets the, produce, the production completed. He doesn't need to have the whole production completed. They can send partial cargos to our facility, continue producing their cargo. Once the whole shipment is ready, this is mainly for companies that can ship 10, 15, 20 containers you know, in, a, in one single shipment. They don't need to store the cargo in their, in their facilities. That's why to use Loginter at this uh, intermediate warehouse, that's one idea, one advantage. So the vendor is using his facility, not as, as a factory, not, not as a warehouse facility. That's one idea. Uh, in the other, for example, uh, there are some cases that the vendors are um, producing partial cargos, a small amount of cargos that do not fill one full container. So we can put several vendors and collect the cargo from these different ones and ship it to one specific destination. So that creates a, a savings in this case 
for the consignee or for the buyer of the, of the cargo. Another one, it's that the term, the INCO terms can be flexible. For example, instead of using a DDU Miami term, they can use a CFS login term as an example. This will create us that the, once the cargo gets into our facility, the cargo comes under the control of the buyer. So the vendor receives his payment, but the cargo is fully under control of the buyer and the buyer can, be, can guarantee uh, to his uh, final destination when and where and through which shipping line or airline is going to receive the cargo. So in another words, they have more visibility uh, or have visibility of what cargo is in El Salvador. They don't need to wait until they open their containers at their destination or their warehouses or distribution centers in the States. They will know it exactly since the cargo is still in the place of the, where the cargo was uh, manufactured. That's are some of the idea that uh, I have in my mind, Stephen. Well, what kind of businesses uh, would use this consolidation services, services under the uh, international service law in El Salvador? Uh, well, as I tell you, uh, Unfortunately, the government created this law to try to uh, cover all the different regiments that are uh, that we are using in El Salvador. So now we can use the facility or this method, even it is a local person, a local guy, the Salvadorian company producing or can be used by any company that is located on a free zone or can be used in any company that is located or working under standalone regime. So actually any kind of production, any way that they are producing for overseas customer can use this service. Who else can do consolidation of cargo under the international services law in El Salvador? Uh, only the logistics operators as login term. Uh, this law uh, was very strict. We spent more than a year getting all the permissions and all the authorization from a lot of institutions in El Salvador because this uh, permission, this license is only given to companies that has demonstrated in every possible way that we're going to comply not only with local law uh, that we, because we are working with international companies that our standards of service and of our standards of uh, safety uh, in the facilities, infrastructure, personnel, uh, etc., is complying and it can be uh, compared to any uh, country in the world. So 
uh, only companies that are authorized as late de servicios internacionales as Loginter can do this type of uh, shipments. Do you have any customers currently operating under the uh, international services law in El Salvador? Uh, yes, uh, Stephen. Uh, we have one customer that is in the um, uh, actually using this service for I will say two three years. It is a very famous U.S. brand that has different vendors uh, working in El Salvador. Uh, they did it as I told you. Uh, they changed the terms of uh, Inco terms, and now. Uh, once the cargo is delivered into the intern, they have the full control of the cargo. So we receive small trucks or big trucks from three, four, five different vendors. Uh, we get the cargo and then we start scanning the cargo. We scan each box that uh, has been delivered during the weekend, during the week in our facility. Uh, then we transmit an EDL file to this, our customer system. So they have the visibility of what type of cargo uh, we have in, in, in Loginter. Then they start ordering us which POs needs to be dispatched to which of their destinations in the States. So they don't, what they are doing and basically the saving for them is that we are working under just-in-time delivery. They are cutting their expenses of warehousing in the States. Of course, it's more uh, uh, cheaper to have a warehouse facility in, in, in El Salvador rather than the States. Uh, and in other words, we act as their own warehouse in, um, in, the, in El Salvador. As well, we act as their eyes or their control in, in, in our region, because in, in case we see a, a box or a, or a label that is being damaged or has something wrong, we immediately inform the shipper and they change the box or the or, or the label, so everything goes smooth. So we ensure that the shipments are uh, going uh, free of any problems since El Salvador. Miguel, um, just one last question. You mentioned that uh, you're speaking today to us from San Jose, Costa Rica, and uh, you mentioned that you're already up and running and have been for several years in El Salvador. When do you expect that operations in uh, Costa Rica will begin? Uh, well, we already complete the process. We already have the authorization from Procomer here in Costa Rica that we're going to operate this type of, of facility in Costa Rica with our partners at the Green Park. Uh, the warehouse, it's almost complete. What we are discussing here right now is our 
in terms of distribution of the racks, location of the received receptionist of the cargo, the small things that need to be clarified. But in the big picture, we are planning to open our operation on January 2020, because we already passed all the process that the Costa Rican authorities request us to do. And fortunately, thanks to our experience in the group, thanks to the lawyers and every people that we hire to uh, guide us and to, um, in this, into this process, uh, made a wonderful job. So basically in a couple of months, Steve, I hope you will be invited to see our opening and the rest of the people that are here in this podcast. That's great. Could you tell us, and we've been talking about freight consolidation services under the International Services Law in El Salvador, but what are other services that uh, customers that are involved with international trade, uh, what are services that you offer beyond this service? Uh, Yes, we can do, for example, uh, in case of the inbound, we can provide the custom clearance and the last mile of the cargo. That means we have uh, two trucking companies that can bring the containers from the uh, port to our warehouse. This is for inbound. Same thing works from, we can do the last mile in this case, from our facility to the port. So we have uh, trucking companies dedicated to this kind of services. As well, uh, we work uh, with companies that provide uh, free forwarding. Uh, We have several contracts, basically with all the shipping lines that are calling Central America. We had succeeded to have a very preferential contracts with these shipping lines that uh, that give us the advantage to have very good uh, ocean freights negotiated even here at Origin or with our partners around the world as destination. So, in other words, we can cover all the all the services that any company that is interested to do business in the region, business in Central America. Uh, we have the contracts, we have the partners that give us the support to cover the area. Well, that's uh, good to know. And we know that perhaps there are individuals that are listening to this podcast that may have additional questions about your company and its services. That being the case, uh, how would somebody that uh, would like to know more information get in touch with you? Uh, yes, please. Uh... They click in our uh, webpage, the Central American Group. And once you get into our webpage, uh, just can uh, navigate, try to get the information that you have. And if there is something specific that you need to talk to us, you will find a, a form over there and you fill it up. And immediately once uh, one of our um, people uh, will be answering you and we'll start talking about your needs in the region. 
So go to Central American Group webpage and you will get us immediately reply. Okay, okay. folks, uh, the webpage is at www.thecentralamericangroup.com. Miguel, I want to thank you for taking time out of your busy day to speak with us. Uh, it's been a pleasure as always. Hope you that have a nice day and we wish you well. Yeah, many thanks, Steve. So like I am in Costa Rica, I will say pura vida. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much and have a good okay. evening. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. Sign up to receive the Central American Group's quarterly newsletter by visiting www.thecentralamericangroup.com.